been those who loved weather for its own sake. They rejoice in the forms and colors that glorify the weather. They delight in extremes. They are gratefully aware that nobody can regulate the weather or charge admission to it, and are happy that it's forever beyond the reach of politicians. From the American naturalist T. Morris Longstreth, 1886-1975. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Amanajo Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature, breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And this is the Almanac for January 20th to 27th. We're coming up to the new... A sap moon. Here are some natural events for this quarter moon. We've been enjoying a January like none in recent memory. 45 degree temperature swings in one day. Snow followed by rain followed by sub-zero cold. You can just see the old-time weather prognosticators like Eddie Clay and Alan Mello in our town squinting their eyes and scratching their heads. Walking around town, I often look up these days, watching the clouds move or watching high-flying seagulls cross the face of the moon rising in the east. And I also watch the weather vanes in town. We have several of these marvelous works of the smithy's skill in the village. They all have an elaborate curly-cued arrow that turns faithfully year after year to point into the wind. No batteries needed, no maintenance required. The weather vane on the cupola of the old academy building is topped with a star like a wizard's magic wand. And the one on the top of the steeple of the Congregational Church is topped with a golden globe and a lightning rod. A lightning rod? Why would a church need a lightning rod? Now, this reminds me of the lightning rods on the churches in Concord, Massachusetts, where we lived and worked for many happy years. I always thought it theologically curious that the lightning rod on the Trinitarian Church had a single prong pointing toward heaven, while the lightning rod on the Unitarian Church had three. Insurance, I guess. In times past, everyone was involved in forecasting the weather, and the weather vane was the equivalent of today's, what, weather channel? If the arrow pointed to the south, you could expect warmer weather on the way. If to the north, clearing and colder. If to the west, the change in the weather and possibly a storm. And if the arrow pointed east, you might expect wet and nasty weather and trouble for anyone out on the water. All this was fundamental to our ancestors. Even more fundamental was the iron cross at the base of the weather vane, with its meridians carefully aligned to the four directions, east, west, north, and south. Here's a rank opinion. Though the cross is a religious symbol today, it is far older than any religion. For ages, all over the world, the ancients honored the four directions dividing the world into four quarters, recalling the four elements, the four corners of the earth, and the four seasons of the year. The power of the weather vane with its ancient symbolism expressed in its intricate, handmade metalwork 
and its striking simplicity recalls a time when weather was understood as an expression of the mind of God, a time when we could all together lift up our eyes to the skies to read God's mind and know God's heart. This ancient wisdom is not lost. It's still carried around with us, written in the hidden places of our hearts. Look up and remember. Watch the sky and the wind and the weather vanes and remember. Remember again the original language and work of the heavens. Here's a saltwater report. The ice that began to creep out from shore in its effort to imprison the bay back in December has retreated and advanced, retreated and advanced several times now. But the battle is not over. As the days grow longer, the cold grows stronger, goes the old saying. Finally, here are a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you this week. First from Max Frisch. Technology is the knack of arranging the world so that we do not have to experience it. And from the English poet John Dryden, God never made his work for man to mend. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Well, see for yourself. Thank you.